Man, I I just made it. That was close, very close. Got people upset with me. Right up to the start of the radio show. How we doing, everybody? 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, can we just start this day over? Really? You want to start this day over? Sure, yes. Can we? Uh, can I wake up again and just start everything over? It was, uh, it's been interesting. Uh, anyway, the big news is out. David Stone, uh, last night, everybody started freaking out on Twitter. Announcement coming tomorrow. That announcement has already happened. David Stone, OU, Oregon, A&M, Miami, Tennessee, Michigan State in his final sixth. And he has set a uh, commitment date of August 26th, which is a Saturday. And I'm understanding that IMG is playing on that day, too, on ESPN2. So that is correct. There you go. Big announcement coming for David Stone on August 26th. Everybody was freaking out about that. Then we got the news uh, yesterday afternoon that Williams Winery was not coming to Norman this weekend, even though the Sooners did get a commitment from one of his teammates uh, yesterday. Lee Summit North coming through again. Kamari Moore, 2025 defensive lineman committing to Oklahoma. You don't say. Yes. Uh, so people were freaking out about that. Oh, no. Should they be freaking out about that? No one should be freaking out. Did I hear you say that it was a disciplinary? Like, did he did he miss his curfew or what happened? <laughs> Look, I don't know exactly what the deal is or what the deal was. What I do know is he just had another teammate commit to the University of Oklahoma last night. And this one came early, Steely. And we kind of knew it was – like, if you listen to this program, you listen to Locked In, you subscribe over on OUinsider.com, it really wasn't any particular secret – that Kamari Moore was going to end up at Oklahoma. But he did not take long to lock his no. spot in in the 2025 class. And again, when you commit to Oklahoma, you com- you commit to Oklahoma. It's not like, yeah, well, you know, we'll see if we'll take some visits. I mean, you are uh, you are supposed to be locked in. Anthony Evans found out about that. Ashton Cozart. Well, Ashton Cozart really found out about it. Um, you know. So whenever Oklahoma gets a commitment, there's a really good chance that commitment's going to stick. And you would think with Kamari Moore, particularly with the relationship they have uh, with uh, Jamar Mosey and that staff up at Lee Summit North, that that commitment is about 99% done, right? Let me just put it this way. Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I will be honest, Steely. And I believe it was about the time that we started this show back in August of 2021 that I was first starting to say Isaiah Mosey's name. He was an incoming freshman at least on the North, and the word from within was that he was going to be potentially the best prospect that that school and that region had ever seen. Now, obviously, I don't think anybody anticipated at that point that Williams and Winery, who hadn't even played football his freshman year in high school, was going to become the commodity that he has become. But... One of the very first things I ever found out about Isaiah Mosey was that if this kid ever gets the Oklahoma offer, it is going to be almost impossible for him to turn it down because he has grown up his entire life as an Oklahoma Sooners fan. He got that offer in May of 2022 following his freshman year of high school. And ever since then, it's always really felt like a matter of when, not if, he jumps on board with Oklahoma. So if we're playing this out, Steely, Oklahoma gets Caden Green from Lee's Summit North. They get Kamari Moore from Lee's Summit North. They get Isaiah Mosey from Lee's Summit North. Potentially, 
What does that say about Williams and Winery? Especially given what all what all we have reported about the relationship that Winery has with Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates and Brent Venables, as well as Oklahoma's very competitive NIL package that's laid out for a guy like that. All signs still point to Oklahoma here, Steely, regardless of whether he had made that visit this week or not. I don't see how anyone can say with any degree of confidence that Oklahoma is not the odds-on favorite right now to land Williams and win here. A lot of people would be very surprised if it wasn't Oklahoma. So, again, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You want to weigh in with your two cents, please do. Uh, hour number one, as always, presented by Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They will do great work for you. Heating and air needs, you need those addressed, they'll do it. And as Bob Stoops might say, in a great way, 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Now, there is a lot of David Hicks, DJ Hicks, PTSD still out there. There is. I get that. People are like, oh, my gosh, we thought you guys told me Hicks was Oklahoma all the way. You said it was David Hicks Day, and it wasn't. It was A&M David Hicks Day. So there's still a lot of baggage that Sooner fans are carrying around, man. Think of – the guy at the airport who shows up, man, that guy's got like four bags. Those are, you know, there's a portion of the Sooner fan base out there that still has that much baggage out there because of the DJ Hicks situation. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, when you think about what Oklahoma has got from Lee Summit North, you think about who the coach is at Lee Summit North, you think about the ties to the University of Oklahoma, obviously, obviously they're at Lee Summit North. And when you see that Kamari Moore is committed, you saw a Caden Green situation. You see Isaiah Mosey still out there, who is going to be an Oklahoma commit, everybody thinks, eventually. What is the difference between williams Winery situation and D.J. Hicks' situation? They both, obviously. Uh, D.J. Hicks had a really good relationship with Todd Bates, right? No doubt. williams Winery really good relationship with the Sooner coaching staff, particularly Todd Bates, obviously, uh, the lead recruiter there. But how many teammates that were basically locked into Oklahoma that everybody thought was coming to Oklahoma did D.J. Hicks have versus Will Williams-Winary? None. There were none. So how much more – I don't know if you want to say pressure is involved there, but if all of his buddies and his teammates are coming to Oklahoma, how much harder is it going to be for Williams-Winary to stand up and say – Guess what? I'm going to Oregon or I'm going somewhere else. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Those are the ties again that bind, right? Usually. And to me, that's the biggest difference between this Stone and Winery or the DJ Hicks and uh, Williams Winery situation. So uh, tell us about Kamari Moore. 2025 commit came yesterday, obviously, with um, Isaiah Mosey announced his commitment. Obviously, people were freaking out because Winery wasn't in Norman, but at least they got some good news that this kid, Kamari Moore, did announce that he's coming to Oklahoma. 2025 kid. Yeah, Kamari Moore is absolute hell from the nose position and will be at Oklahoma. He's not that tall. Six foot one might even be a little bit generous. But if you flip on his sophomore tape, man, one thing he does exceptionally well especially for a defensive tackle, is get after the quarterback, man. Like he, he has uncanny pass rushing ability for a defensive tackle, but 
what he's going to be at Oklahoma is the zero-tech, one-tech guy that you plug right at the center of the defensive line and just let him take up space. And he can do that. I, I have compared him many a time to a guy that Oklahoma made a late offer to last cycle, but who ended up ultimately signing with the University of Alabama. And that was another Kansas City guy in Edrick Hill, the four-star defensive tackle from North Kansas City, high school teammate of P.J. Adebare. He, much like Kamari Moore, is, was, not that tall. But he's, he was wide, muscular, and mean in the trenches. And that's what Oklahoma gets in Kamari Moore. I'm very interested to see the strides that he can make over his last two years of high school ball and ultimately where he will rank when all is said and done in the 2025 cycle. Because I think he has a certain ceiling as far as the recruiting rankings go, and that has much to do with his stature. But, man, this is a player that when he gets to Oklahoma, you can expect this dude, I would say, within two years of being on campus. You're going to start seeing him in regular rotational action, potentially in the starting lineup. Because don't be fooled by his lack of height. That is one mean football player. All right, so again, uh, now the David Stone situation. Did it surprise you that Alabama was not on that list of, t- of, of his six teams? No, not really. Because the word is he's taking like a visit it, to Alabama. Well, like but it, guess what? If he's committing August 26th and he's going to Oklahoma, he's not going to Alabama. When was that visit planned? I don't know when the visit was planned. He didn't say when the visit was planned. But, I mean, I, again, I will say it every single day. From now until whenever David Stone does announce, which hopefully is on the 26th, so it doesn't have to last any longer. David Stone is just going to do whatever he wants, no matter how much or how little sense it makes to anybody else. David Stone is doing his own thing. So whatever whatever measures of predictability you think exist in David Stone's recruitment, look, I think he's going to Oklahoma in the end. And I have no reason not to think that that commitment date won't stick on August 26th. But this kid has taken every opportunity to play up the hype and savor the process. And if the final month of this recruitment transpires without any funny business, I would almost be surprised. I'd be pleased, but I'd be surprised. I figure over the last month here... Up until that August 26th decision date, you're going to see him tweet pictures in like a Michigan State uniform or a Miami uniform or visit pics from Texas A&M. Like, I don't know. But at least now we have a clear finish line in sight, which is really all I've wanted in the David Stone recruitment. Just give, give us some idea of when it ends. And now we know that... If things proceed on his terms, this whole process is going to come to an end on August 26th. Yeah, and and I still think it's going to be Oklahoma. Do you? I do. I mean, you have a lot more insight than I do, but uh, and I still think uh, Williams-Winary is going to happen sometime around August 7th, August 8th, something like that. I still think it's going to be OU. And again, um, you know, you are going to see – somebody was saying the other day, Steely, how do you think these coaches feel, man, these – these prima donna kids out there, you know, tweeting all this stuff, leading people on, laughing about it all, you know, when uh, these coaches, you know, the, their livelihood's on the line. And I said, that's what they have to deal with now if you want to get a lot of these good kids. 
I, I don't see that genie going back in the bottle. It is a different day and age that we're living in. You didn't see, you know, maybe back in the day, if we had uh, this situation in the 80s where, you know, this was happening, you might have seen Brian Bosworth or Jamel Holloway or Lydell Carr or whoever doing the same stuff. But it's a different day and age. So you have to play the game. I'm sure it's frustrating. You know, assistant coaches everywhere. That You know, you can say it's how disrespectful is it to shuffle hats around on signing day when you've got a lot of these coaches who invested three, four years into these kids and it comes down to a hat shuffle and a laugh and then putting a hat on and then you're devastated a few seconds after that, right? But that's what – that's look, the hat game's been going on for a long time. But these kids are going to play it up, particularly the uh, a lot of the five stars – it's just, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to call up David Stone and say, guess what? We don't want you anymore. No. You've got to wait it out and deal with it. Right? I mean, what else are you going to do? You want to land the five stars? I mean, here's, here's honestly the best way I can, the best analogy I can use. If you hook a 300-pound fish, Steely, you can't reel it in immediately. You got to let it run around on the line for a while, right? And that's what you got to do with five star recruitments. You're not going to be able to close them out just like that in most cases. What you're going to have to do is play their game and let them come to you in the end. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really being bothered right now. Um, so, anyway, it's. You know, it's just a situation that is what you have to deal with, unfortunately. It's like you you see some of these concert writers, you know, when you see, man, these people need all this stuff backstage. Are you kidding me? Must have water at 68 degrees. Guess what? That's a five-star recruit now, too. Pretty much they need everything. They've got to be catered to. Um, And look, if I was in that situation, if I was David Stone, I'd be trying to maximize my NIL opportunities or whatever as well. Be trying to build my brand. It's just part of the game these days. The game's not that fun when you're invested in these kids. Think about how invested you are on the text line and imagine being Todd Bates. You know, but I, I think Todd Bates seems like he's laid back enough and has such a good perspective that he knows he's just got to roll with this. And I still think they believe they're getting David Stone eventually. All right, break time right here. Mike Steely Parker Thune with you. 405 651 3439. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. Unbelievable. All right, we got to take a break. I'll be right back here on the rep. Parker, how we doing? We good? I'm surviving. Are you ready to get to these uh, Todd Bates nemesis is on the line? Look oh, out. boy. It's coming up next. Everything all right? So far as I know, yeah, everything's cool. It's where did uh, Parker run off to? I just looked up, and there's Josh Helmer. Yeah, and Perry came uh, to find me and said, yeah, you might just want to stand by. Uh, It's my understanding that Parker's working the phone, so take from that what you will. He's, oh, you know, trying to get some information. Yeah. I thought it was like some medical situation. He, Steely, is a little different from yourself or myself or maybe old school Steely, but you and I are not working the phones uh, the way that a a Parker Thune will be working the phones occasionally. I got people texting me. I got people angry at me. I got people going crazy today, like myself. 
And now I just look up from all these texts that I'm going through, and I see just Josh Helmer's over there. <laughs> is this a dream? All of a sudden, is, is this real? What's what happening? to Barker, man? Where did he go? So good. I thought, man, did he have to leave for, like, some medical situation or what? So, anyway, uh, you want to go to the uh, the text line? You want to do that? Let's. What did you think of the David Stone announcement? Did you think last night when you saw a big announcement tomorrow, none of us really thought there was a commitment coming, right? No. I mean, maybe 10% of people did. But, I don't know. Look, can you be led astray by these kids and by coaches? Even if, yes. Sometimes I don't know that they're always 100% honest with any of these recruiting guys. And I'm not saying that there are probably some who are. Especially the higher rated you are, the more yeah. fanfare there becomes. But I don't think that, you know, last year when everybody was mad about the DJ Hicks situation, that Parker or Brandon Drum or Josh McQuestion or any of those guys – we're just saying, you know what? We're hearing that he's actually probably going to A&M, but we're just going to keep saying OU. That wasn't happening. It it happened at the last minute. It really did. I remember everybody thought it was DJ Hicks Day, and then all of a sudden about an hour before the announcement, you started getting these texts like, man, something strange is going on here. A&M, wasn't there like one A&M guy there at that ceremony last <laughs> right. year? And he yeah. was like, I don't know why they're sending me here. But what? What? And sure enough, <laughs> yeah. sure enough. I, I remember uh, as a kid growing up, Darrell Arthur was a big-time basketball recruit for Kansas, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't remember who else was in the mix for him. But anyways, he, he was – everybody thought the night before he was going to Kentucky or somewhere like that. Well, it wound, wound up being Kansas the next day, and he said, yeah, I had a dream that I wanted to play basketball in Kansas last night. That's why he picked KU. So all I'm saying is in the world of recruiting, weird things, yes, can happen. I think I, – now, I don't know if this was true, but I remember hearing a story that Earl Campbell, based on his, his decision between Oklahoma and Texas, like – if he slept through the night, it would be Texas. If he woke up during the middle of the night, it would be Oklahoma. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I had a couple of people tell me that story, and I think I heard that story somewhere else, too, like on maybe one of those old you know, uh, biographies or something. And I guess Earl Campbell, I don't know if it was OU sleeping through it, but anyway, it didn't go OU's way, and it was because of that. Interesting. He slept so, well, unfortunately. Yeah, apparently. I don't know if it, maybe it was the other way around, but I, I just know that was um, – that was the legend of how he made his decision. The title rose back in the day. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Todd Bates' nemesis, what is he saying again? He's got some – well, yes, absolutely uh, prayers to the uh, Venables family with the uh, Julie situation. We just heard about that recently. And if you've ever had uh, – and apparently, you know, this is very early on in the situation, uh, and she's going to get very good treatment. So, yeah, so – Anyway, I, I I heard that just from T Row the other day. So hopefully she'll respond do, well. We, we know what's going on, or do we want to share? I, 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 this is the first. Well, I'm I had heard uh, I had heard uh, T Row talking about it the early morning. I guess she's got some form of cancer in the ve- in oh, like the man. very 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 early stages, and that was uh, from uh, hearing Toby and TJ uh, talking about that. It was Monday morning. Yeah, definitely uh, prayers and. Like you said, you know, you got the best treatment available. That's just, I mean, obviously that's going to, you know, be incredibly frightening. Uh, let's see. David Hicks has nothing to do with Winery lying about being grounded and visiting Missouri. That was the other take from Todd <laughs> oh, Dayton. No. Now, do we know that for a fact that that was, uh, that's the situation? Or no. is that still hearsay? Yeah, we, we don't know that there were lies about being, <laughs> being grounded. 
Well, yeah, because I had heard that yesterday driving home because that stuff started to break, and I was driving home, and I, I was just about home, and Parker was saying, well, I'm being told initially it might be that he's grounded or whatever. I, I don't know. When you look at the situation again to me with David Stone, how many times has he reacted positively to with one of his buddies when they, you know, either commit to Oklahoma or tweet something out about Oklahoma? Uh, we know he's, you know, even though he's at IMG in Florida, that he's good friends with these guys. So many of them, including Michael Patterson McDonald, he's very close to him. Uh, and that will be coming up again July 31st. So, again, it just everything you see, if you really look at what, what appears to be real, things are still pointing to Oklahoma. Now, would I be 100% shocked, again, if something – happen not 100 percent, but 98 percent just because again when you talk about you know you want to play with your buddies and uh you know and and uh, they've been so close for so long you know um it just would seem to me that it would be very hard uh for for dj hicks again uh that i think that he's gonna end up um or david stone's gonna end up at oklahoma yeah it feels like it's trended that way for a long time that this is you know, home is where the heart is, and that's pulling in Oklahoma's direction. We've seen Gerald McCoy over the course of this recruitment. It's like, hey, uh, I don't know if you know this or remember this, but kind of worked out okay for me. And then you've got friends coming to Oklahoma. It, uh, yeah, I mean, it just feels like there's been so many factors yeah. that have pulled him toward OU. But again, it's a recruitment, and we'll see how it shakes out. It, it would be like out of stone and Winery. Obviously, you feel much more confident. I, I I would say today with David Stone. Yeah, I, I look. I'm in the AAA ranks, or maybe even AA when it comes to the recruiting stuff, and I get my information through Parker and Brandon and guys like that. But I try and follow it as best I can. But it's still, I, to me, I would be surprised, not shocked, but surprised if Winery wound up somewhere else. Now, Missouri apparently has put together a really good NIL package. It's like, Missouri, we're basing our entire recruiting class on this guy, all right? I want everybody who has money. Yes, the Winery GoFundMe account. Yes, contributed what? How much? How many millions? Okay. No, I don't know if that's the way it's going down, but why would you go to Missouri? I understand where's Lee Summit, but come on, dude. Really? Out of the... uh... Two two other primary choices, right? And I mean, Missouri's got a pretty good history of defensive ends, though, if you really think about it. They but, do. But still, you're not going to win big at Missouri. And, and you get to play in the SEC at, at Mizzou. I mean, that that's uh, obviously there, too. But to think that basically you would spurn, listen to this trio, Oregon, Oklahoma, and Georgia – in favor of Missouri, I get the the yeah. home home field connection and all of that, and certainly uh, yes, the NIL armies, as uh, it were, in Missouri is probably all focused on Winery. But even with all of that in play, you feel like Oklahoma's competitive there. Georgia, I would imagine, is competitive in name, image, likeness. Oregon, and just the history of those three schools is better. Oregon's going to be a Big Twelve school soon, right? It looks like with Colorado today at four o'clock. Maybe they'll be an SEC school. Know. I, who, knows? who knows? Who knows what's grave? Parker Thune has information, ladies and gentlemen. I just saw him walk back into the control room with a smile on his face. And this isn't a regular smile. This is an ear-to-ear grin. Man, it looks like there may be big news. New news? 
Yeah, I mean, we're running up against a break here, so you want to just hit it and then come back to it? Want to throw or... a tease out there? A tease? Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason I just abdicated my responsibility in the middle of the show and left things to Josh Helmer was because that was that was an important call I had to take. Let's just put it that way. Pertinent to the recruitment of a certain five-star defensive end. Are you going to tell us that information coming up after the break? We'll see what happens. Oh, jeez. I'll give you the clip. Get notes. your climbing equipment out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're climbing Paywall Mountain again, all right? But we are going to get to the summit, and we're going to go over that paywall. You want me on that wall. I want you on that wall. We're going over that wall when we get back. Stay with us. All right, we are back. Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how about a place where you get a great meal, can see a great concert, win some money? You've got an amazing gift shop, got a little bit of everything out at Riverwind Casino, and they, of course, have another great concert this weekend happening. Josh Turner on Friday night at the Showplace Theater, and then Saturday a couple of shows for Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, and that's going to be a big night as well. Don't forget about their new Member 7 program. Get yourself a Riverwind wild card. You can win so much. Uh, and all these drawings they have, promotional giveaways, you know, cash, bonus play, all that stuff. You don't have to – won't cost you a dime to get a Riverwind uh, gift card. You can upgrade it, you know, to, like, cut the line at the uh, River Buffet and stuff like that. But the regular standard-issue Riverwind uh, gift card is also very valuable. You can win, uh, again, cash, bonus play, some other prizes – with the gift cards, and again, uh, always have some great concerts. I just knocked over something here in the uh, studio. My bad. Uh, Josh Turner this weekend again Friday night at the Showplace Theater, and we also have uh, comedian Gabriel Iglesias with two shows on Saturday. Uh, all these great shows you can get tickets online at Riverwind.com, and don't forget Beats and Bites. Gary Allen, August twenty sixth, another outdoor. Concert at Riverwind. He'll be on the uh, Coupe Ale Works Beats and Bites stage August 26th. Tickets for the uh, Beats and Bites shows are only 10 bucks a piece. Kids under 12 get in free. Heck of a deal. August 26th, the uh, final Beats and Bites show of the summer season. We might have something happening in the fall. Just another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. Okay. Man, I'm getting even even more text messages today. Wait a minute. Uh, Okay, yeah, thank you, Tyler. I appreciate that. All right, um, so what are you ready to unveil from this very important? I'm thinking, because I'm looking up, I'm getting all these text messages, and I look up, and there's Josh Helmer. There's no Parker Thune. I'm like, man, hopefully this isn't a medical emergency or anything. But you you had to make an important phone call, and this was for a defensive line prospect, five-star among other things, yes. Among other things. you try, uh, Like what? Grocery order or something? Well, I mean, and just keep in mind he has several teammates who are also being recruited by the University of Oklahoma. Okay. So it wasn't just him that I was getting information on. Okay. Um, what do we know? What do we know that you can share? August 6th. August 6th. Put it in your calendar. August 6th. August 6th. williams Winery Is when you can expect a decision from williams Ah, there you go. What about this trip to Oregon? What about it? It's happening. Why is he going to Oregon? So he can check a box. There you go. Not that worried about it right now, Steely. 
Not that worried about Oregon. Well, in as, fact, as if we were just talking about though, it would be with all these Lee Summit kids who love Oklahoma and the relationship that the staff has, the connection they have with Jamar Mosey. I'm sorry to interrupt you, by the way. No, it's it all ju- good. It would just be surprising if Williams Winery just said, "You know what? I know you guys kind of have thought that I would be going to Oklahoma as well, but guess what? Eh, I don't think so." I mean, could it happen? Absolutely, it could. But it certainly looks like and feels like he is going to wind up at OU. And you have so much more insight than I do because you're talking to these guys. You've talked to Williams Winery several times, that coaching staff several times. But it just feels like that's going to happen to me. And you've had that feeling for a long time. Yes, I have. Now, why shouldn't people be panicking about the Oregon deal? Because they see Oregon, man, that's going to be his last deal. Why did he skip Oklahoma? Did he lie about these? You know, did he lie to go to Missouri or whatever? Todd Bates' nemesis is throwing out every conspiracy theory. As he does. Mm -hmm. Look, the reason I'm not worried about Oregon is the same reason I'm not worried about Georgia. And that is the distance factor. And it seems like a very simple, almost overly facile storyline in all of this. But when you are mindful of Williams and Winery's family dynamic, you begin to understand that it's going to be very difficult for him to go play college football somewhere that's more than a few hours from home. And obviously Missouri is really close. Oklahoma is really close. Oregon, Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, the like, not nearly as close. So, that is part of why, especially as this recruitment has kicked into the home stretch, I have become more and more convinced that it is Missouri that Oklahoma is doing battle with. Not Oregon, not Georgia, not Tennessee, not Texas A&M. It's an OU-Missouri battle right now. Hmm. Missouri must have, as we were joking about earlier, every NIL dollar they have they're putting towards Williams Winery. I mean, I don't know that, but it would seem like they're making a strong push. Um, you know, and we talked about it a little bit. Missouri's got a pretty good history of defensive ends, right? If you think about some of the guys that went to the NFL. They've had some good ones. Yeah, they've had some good ones, but I don't know. Uh, Missouri over Oklahoma? I don't know. I just I can't see it. So I again, could see it if not for all the connections that Lee Summit North has to Oklahoma. Yeah. August 6th, again, you're now hearing for Williams Winery. So, man, that's happening. Uh, that'll be – what is August 6th? Is that like a – That's a Monday. It's a Monday. So, Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm completely wrong. I'm, I meant August 7th. Not August 6th. August 7th. August 7th. August 7th I was right? thinking August 6th was the Monday. It is not. I meant August 7th. I should know this because my wedding is on August 5th, and that is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I should easily have been able to do some basic math there, but they pay me for my ability to talk about football, not my ability to do math. So Yes, for Winery. August 7th. So now we have uh, Michael Patterson McDonald, which will be, is that Monday? It's Monday, right? That is Monday. Uh, Williams Winery, August 7th. You have uh, Josh Iasosa is August, is that August 11th? That is August 14th. August for 14th. Caden Durham, August 25th. David Stone, August 26th now. Braden Platt, September 4th. Nigel Smith, September 8th. 
So Very good, Steely. Uh, You've done you your know, homework I, on I, these decisions. I dates. try my best. I try my very best. Um, okay, so I, by the way, again, give it up to Brandon Drum because he said that because uh, I watched some of you guys' podcasts last night that he expected David Stone's commitment to uh, be before the end of August, and August 26th would be the end of August. So there you go. Uh, tell me about Gus Cordova with Rich Corinthian Leather. Sorry, I was thinking of the Chrysler Cordova. Well, tell me about I'll, Gus I'll, Cordova. Tell you, I'll tell you this much. I'm not going to say it because I want to share this information first with the subscribers over at OUinsider.com, but here's what I will say on Gus Cordova. There is a commitment date. There is a commitment date, and I expect it to be Oklahoma. And fill people in on what Gus Cordova is all about. If they haven't heard, that's a name that hasn't been out there as much as other guys that Oklahoma's uh, been pursuing. Yeah, well, I mean, he plays high school football at Baker Mayfield's alma mater, Mm -hmm. for what that's worth. Lake Travis High School down in Austin. Longtime OU fan. His entire family, so I believe his it's his mom that was the homecoming queen at OU back in 1991, 92. Really? So a lot of family ties to Oklahoma. A lot of family ties to Oklahoma. The OU offer was his dream offer. It was his second college offer. Baylor was the only one that came before Oklahoma. He's since added a Pitt offer. Uh, he's added a Houston offer. Three-star he's- U offer. <laughs> He's going to add several more. But uh, I would very much expect Gus Cordova to be another early addition to Oklahoma's 2025 class. 2025 started out pretty strong, right? Very strong. Yeah, uh, looking really good. All right, 405-651-3439. And uh, once again, that's our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We got text rolling in right and left. Keep them coming. We'll get to as many as we can. Yes, David Stone did set a commitment date today, August 26th. And again, uh, just in case you didn't hear his final six, Oklahoma, Oregon, A&M, Miami, Tennessee, and Michigan State. So, We'll talk a lot more Sooner recruiting. It's going to be pretty much all Sooner football. What else is there? Not much. Not on this station. Stay with us. We'll be right back. All right. Good to have you with us here on this Thursday edition. Dr. Bellotto on the Advanced Laser Center. You know, I think they could see over at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center that uh, it's still looking good for uh, Williams-Winary for Oklahoma, despite – all this stuff that's out there because they are the very best at what they do. If you want to eliminate reading glasses, want to see better, if you're farsighted or nearsighted, they can get you taken care of. You need uh, cataract surgery, the Advanced uh, Laser Center, and the Cataract Center is the place to go. They're the best in the business, the very best, the leaders in vision correction now for over 20 years. Call them today at 405-755-7700 for your free consultation from Dr. Bellardo and his uh, professional team over the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, ALCOK.com online. You can also check in there, and they'll do a great job for you. Uh, they can get you taken care of. They are uh, super relaxing there. They've got a great staff. Dr. B is a good dude. Know him and trust him. Uh, my surgery was done a long time ago. Uh, it's held up, and any little tune-up or checkup has always gone well. So I want to thank Dr. Bellardo and the team at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. As you uh, always hear what they say, you want to see far, you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. All right. 405-651-3439. Parker Thune, what do we have? What do we have? 
on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Pun intended. This comes from Five Star Randy. Do you think Stone is planning on being the capstone to the D-line recruiting of this class with his announcement day being later? Well, no, not necessarily, because I still think Zena Amozalu and Danny Okoye are going to drag their recruitments into the fall. So, is it and Dan- Dominic McKinley seems like he's going to yeah. do the same thing. Danny Okoye is in town uh, for the party at the Palace, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. He was, so he was just at Alabama, and then, yeah, he's visiting for the party at the Palace, and that's going to be it. There you go. All right, and tell me about this camp. I guess they have, like, what, 30, 35 kids in, I guess, and some pretty good prospects for uh, 2025 and beyond. I mean, I'm not asking you to name names, but it's supposed to be uh, pretty important in that respect too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, this is, I mean, this is what Sooners Under the Stars it's about, it is about. It's an opportunity to get some of your top 2025 targets on campus and an opportunity to get some of those guys in a competitive environment with one another. There was a camp yesterday that was part of it. Uh, On the one hand, you do want to get some in-person evals on guys. That's where Mike Hawkins earned his OU offer last Mm -hmm. year. Right. Was at that Sooners under the stars camp as a rising junior. So uh, it's a good opportunity for the staff to get in-person evals on some kids that they like and are starting to heat up on. But it's also just a really good opportunity to get some of your top targets and commits all around one another building camaraderie. That's why Kevin Sperry is there. That's why Grayson Harris was there. Um, And things have gone really well, obviously, to this point, uh, based on the returns that we've already seen from yesterday with Kamari Moore's commitment and uh, one that is probably not too far off in the future with Gus Cordova. So uh, Brandon Zerberug also? Yeah, he arrives today. Mm-hmm. He arrives today. Uh, he'll be at the party at the Palace tomorrow with all of the Sooners' other Oklahoma flip targets. this weekend's happening for him, isn't I, it? Do I know that for sure? No. Have I been given the very strong indication that that is going to happen? Yes. Okay. There you go. Uh, a couple other names I was thinking about. What happened to Eddie Pierre-Louis? What's going on with him? Yeah, I, that is one that feels like it's going to last on into the season. Oklahoma's battling with UCF and Oregon right now. There is some quiet confidence on the OU end about where they stand with old EPL. But I, for my money right now, it's too early to call that race. I would figure you see a few more visits before he makes a decision. He likes Oklahoma. That's the school he grew up rooting for. But UCF has the proximity. I mean, he's from Tampa. So especially with UCF now being a Power 5 program. And you'd you'd think that with the Big 12 on the verge of expanding again, that gives them another little feather in their cap in the Pierre-Louis recruitment. So that's another thing that UCF can start to pitch is, hey, the Big 12 is getting bigger. This isn't going to be a joke of a conference. Come play here. And then Oregon is Oregon. Yeah. You know, wherever they're involved, you kind of have to take them seriously. All right, let's get a couple texts in before we uh, break out of here for the first hour. 405-651-3439. Anything on Peyton Pierce? No, he's committed to Ohio State. I don't anticipate that will change. That would be – so the Peyton Pierce commitment and the Zadavian Sims commitment, would those, would those be the two big losses for OU? Am I leaving out another one? I, I mean, Bryant Wesco. Yeah, that's, that's for Wesco. 
Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, when you look at what Oklahoma has done with the wide receiver class absent Wesco, yeah, it still hurts that you lost out on a five-star receiver. But the Sooners were able to shore up that situation very quickly and very effectively under the direction of Emmett Jones. All right, let's get a couple more in. And, uh, folks, if you're trying to get yours read, uh, if we miss out, they come in fast and furious, keep sending them. We'll try and get you as many as we can. If we land Caden Durham, will the 2023 class of running backs ever see the field? Sawchuck, Barnes, Robinson, Tatum, and Durham would have a setup for a while. Yeah, look, both Caleb Hicks and Dalen Smothers have made strong early impressions. And it's really just, it's a game of musical chairs. Obviously, you have Barnes and Sawchuck and what they did, what they contributed as true freshmen. You got Hicks and Smothers coming in. And then behind them, you potentially have Tatum, Durham, and Robinson. Somebody is not going to crack it at Oklahoma. I don't know who that is, but somebody's going to end up left out. Even with your classes kind of staggered like that, you're not going to be able to accommodate seven running backs, all of whom are within two recruiting cycles of one another, within Jeff Levy's offense. That's just not possible. So somebody's going to be the odd man out. I don't know who that is. I'm not going to take guesses as to who that is. It's way too early in the process for that. But it it probably does come from that 2023 class. If somebody has to get forced out, it'll probably be one of those guys. They're not going to force out Xavier Robinson with him being an in-state kid. And Caden Durham and Taylor Tatum are simply too good. It's going to be interesting. That running back room's pretty crowded already. It's getting uh, even a lot more crowded, obviously, with Taylor Tatum and the possibility of Caden Duran coming aboard. And, of course, as Parker mentioned, you do have Xavier Robinson uh, committed as well. All right, we got to get out of here. We're, uh, we're done for hour number one. But keep those texts rolling in. 405-651-3439. Colorado to the Big 12. Going to be happening about 4 o'clock today. Will Deion Sanders be able to make some recruiting inroads in the state of Texas? That's a you pretty better big hope name. So. Yeah. Could that be uh, problematic for Oklahoma? I mean, we'll talk about that coming up next hour. I mean, if it's, you know, Joe Blow coaching at Colorado, of course not. But if it's Deion Sanders coaching at Colorado, yeah, you'll probably feel that a little bit in some instances. All right. Thank you to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour here on The Ref. We've got another hour to go. Keep it right here on this Thursday. We're coming right back. Ah, yes, we're talking again. Yes, we are. Not exactly right outside your door, but, you know, your, your door to us should be the app, right? The KREF app. The KREF app. That's right. Is an S-tier app. Big time. If you want to enjoy life to the fullest, Steely, well, you got to do a number of things. One would be eat your vegetables. Okay. Two. Have, have I eaten any better? Yeah, I had a little bit in some soup. I had two some would be get quality sleep every night. Doesn't happen for me really. And rarely. three would be download the KREF app. I have the KREF app. It is real. It is spectacular. KREF app, ladies and gentlemen, the KREF app. Okay, uh, I did see Tyler's out at that uh, coach's luncheon today. And it said that Jeff Levy was asked 
why he stayed at Oklahoma after he was offered other jobs and during the offseason. He said, quote, you don't leave Oklahoma. <laughs> I know someone who would disagree. Mule Shoe, he was never a Sooner. Thought he was, but no. He's out of the club. Voted out for life. Voted out for life. Branded, one might say. Branded, Mark with a coward, shame. Do we say we should play the mule? We haven't played the mule shoe branded open. No, we haven't. Not since the week where we played it literally every single yeah, day. Yeah, maybe we'll bring it back by the end of the show. 405-651-3439. I had uh, some audio today ready to go. We may get to that later, but I think today's one of those days where it's it's mainly us talking about what's going on. I, you know, the season can't get here soon enough. But I will tell you this. For the most part, does it feel like it's been a really slow summer? It doesn't feel that way to me. And look, I, we're doing a two-hour show. Well, I am. You're you're going to three hours. So for Chris Blank and Josh Helmer and T. Rowe and Toby and, you know, Teddy and Tyler and Travis and Tyler and you know, it, it, it's you yeah, guys. I just are, realized you work less than anyone else here. I well, I'm old, and you don't want me to keel <laughs> over, do you? I don't suppose so. Load management. That's right. I'm I'm Kawhi Leonard, man, Anthony Davis. But uh, but it feels like it's kind of flown by because we're going to have uh, next week, next Thursday, right? Is August third? Your wedding is yes. That would be August third. So. That's right, because you're August 5th. Nuptials are happening. So, wait, hang on. What's happening on August 3rd? We kind of got that off That would be here. the first real practice for OU, right? Uh, yes. Oh, first day of fall camp is the 3rd. I get married on the 5th. Williams Nwaneri Commitment Day is August 7th. There you go. Who was that dude who tried to take a sh- shot at you for your wedding on Twitter last night? I don't know. What, what's wrong with people? Some moron hiding behind an anonymous Have avatar. Have fun at your Olipop wedding ceremony, D-bag. I, I, I'm like, yes, I will have fun. This society, I'm telling you, the, the whole place is going up in flames within 25, 30 years. Tops. So kids, enjoy it while you can because... It's just going up in flames. If the aliens look at us, they're thinking, these people are truly morons. We've got to go destroy that place to improve the level of intelligence. Oh, yeah. Apparently somebody, what was it, some government representative We've got yesterday alien bodies, under, right? under oath was like, yeah, the United States government has recovered alien bodies from UFOs or something. Well, it, it's the place in Roswell out there like we had in Independence Day or whatever, right? Have you was, been to Roswell? You ever been there? No, but I'd like oh, to boy. take a D-level vacation out there. That is that is lower than a D-level vacation. E-level vacation? Isn't an E-level? <laughs> oh, man. There is nothing out there. What about, I guess I mean, if you like remote desert wilderness, then sure. But if the alien if shops, is, is there a good place to eat? I I would make the trip out to Roswell. When I get my old man motor home down the road, maybe I'll make a trip out there. But, uh, yeah, I basically said, yeah, we have alien bodies. Uh, they're stored somewhere, too. The aliens are out there. We've already seen the evidence. Now, we haven't seen the body of the aliens yet, but we did see, we've seen some very strange aircraft, and uh, we know they're out there. Oh, boy. 
The old man was angry on Monday, and he's cracked by Thursday. Are you talking to me? I don't see anybody else around here. Are you talking to me? Today, you know, today was a full crazy on conspiracy day. theory. I got here late. I had to go see my the CPA. I'm feeling good. I'm late, and then everything blows up right before the show, and then it's like, man, I should have just stayed in bed today. But in I'm happy words, to be here. In the words of Gilbert Gottfried from Aladdin, ah, boy, he's cracked. He's gone nuts. <laughs> All right, 405-651-3439. All right, uh, so the news of the day, David Stone did make the announcements, and the announcement is there is a commitment date, August 26th. It's Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas A&M, Miami, Tennessee, Michigan State in his final six choices. Um, And we did get a commitment, the Sooners did. Uh, yesterday from Kamari Moore, 2025 class, defensive lineman, Lee Summit North. Uh, the Sooners do very well at Lee Summit North. Uh, they will probably be getting, again, Isaiah Mosey, not down the road. And they will probably be getting this Williams Winery guy down the road, even though there's still doubt out there. How much there, – there's just so much D.J. Hicks baggage out there again, I think. But as we said, first hour, DJ Hicks, it looked to me like the dad was like, son, this NIL deal here, right here, will pay off the house. And you get, what do you want, vehicle-wise? Let's take this. Because mama didn't look too happy on announcement day. Dad had a big smile. DJ Hicks kind of had to look like, yeah, no, yeah, man, yeah. it was very strange. But again, all of the connections and the, the, the connections are with both David Stone and Williams Winery. The Oklahoma connections with yep. Stone, the Lee Summit connections with Winery. I would think, I don't put it past, look, somebody comes in with a lot more NIL money at the last minute. Maybe that could change things. Maybe that's what Missouri's doing to make this push late for Williams Winery. But I would think, when you, your buddies, most of these guys, you know, that's what that power line photo is all about, right? I just, I got distracted by this text because a listener out in Weatherford said, what was Thune smiling ear to ear after phone call a bit ago? I had to leave for work, but they spelled my name with two O's. Thune! <laughs> and like you're being introduced into starting that. Come yes. on, six four for Nebraska, Parker! So, um, that was some news on uh, Williams Winery's uh, commitment date, which you said is going to be August 7th. August 7th is the plan as of right now. K-Dub in the 918 says, if David Stone doesn't pick OU August 26th, then I vote recruiting Doomer and Todd Bates' nemesis, host Steelman and Thune at noon, Monday, August 28th, and the KREF Army burn the white buffalo as a sacrifice to the football gods. Hey, I will take a day off. They can come in and do it. But here's the deal. Like we were talking about with DJ Hicks, how many uh, attachments, how many teammates did he have that were thinking, man, we're going to Oklahoma? Because Williams Winery have a lot of those guys, uh, has a lot of those guys. David Stone has a lot of those guys that you think are expecting him to wind up at Oklahoma. Did, did DJ Hicks have anybody? 
That you know they no, were thinking no, they all were going to A and M. Right, all his buddy like Damian Sanford was already committed to A and M. Yeah, so, he had a bunch of non football friends that were planning on attending A and M anyway. <laughs> so that's where the majority of the peer to peer relationships were for him. What are you laughing at? Baker Mayfield's doing no. a press conference with it. He kind of looks like the Karate Kid or something, doesn't he? He does look like the Karate Kid and Miyagi Do or Cobra Kai. How how on earth? Like who was in charge of framing? I know this that's press what I was like because it made him look like he was like five foot three or something. I'm telling it's you, like, we in this day and age, Parker, people don't know about quality audio and video because that is the worst frame shot ever. There's like. Five feet of space above Baker Mayfield's head. And it looked like he was a kindergarten kid that had come to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers camp or something, the way that camera was framed. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, like, a Christmas Eve service where some 10-year-old kid walks up to the pulpit to do the scripture reading, read the Christmas story, Mm -hmm. and their head barely gets over the podium. (laughs) Yeah. It was bad. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's get uh, back to our text line. Jesse in Iowa says, Parker, commitment video idea. Have Nuaneri on the podcast. You can Ollie pop the question to him and ask him to commit to OU. Hey, there you go, Jesse. Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. A listener in the 402 says, all the OU ties didn't work out in the recruitment of Peyton Pierce. Every situation is different. They are. That is true. Yeah, they are. But how many ties did Peyton Pierce have? Those a lot. Are, those are, there were a lot. Those were old ties, though, weren't they? Well, like, on the one hand, yes, but also, like, that was a kid that, and this is why it still baffles me that he shut things down as early as he did in favor of Ohio State. He, he grew up going to OU football games wearing crimson, rooting for the Sooners. Going to the Cotton Bowl, yeah, watching yeah. OU Texas on the south side of the 50-yard line. And yet he's an Ohio State Buckeye. That's maybe the most, not not baffling, because I understand why he chose Ohio State. He loved James Laurinaitis. But that still, to me, is the most surprising outcome for any OU target in the 2024 class. Okay, what else do we have? If Nuaneri and Stone do commit to Oklahoma, what's the percentage chance of a flip by one or both of the two before signing day? I mean, I would think in both cases the odds are low because if any part of them is uncertain about their decision to commit to the University of Oklahoma, they would probably just push the date back. They probably just wouldn't commit. I feel much the same way about Stone and Nuaneri post OU commitment, if that is indeed what happens, is, you know, I, I with Nuaneri back in March, what I had said was Mizzou leads right now, but I think attaining the lead is going to be more difficult for Oklahoma than maintaining it. If they can attain the lead, I think they will be able to maintain it. Much like Nuaneri and Stone, or much the same, I think, with both Nuaneri and Stone, if you get the commitment, odds are you're going to hold on to the commitment. Yeah, and, and that's what Brent's philosophy is all about. Once you get a commitment, you got to feel pretty good that commitment's going to stick. Now, again, you're not going to have a 100% uh, situation there. We saw what happened with Colton Vosick. We saw what happened with Anthony Evans. Uh, those were unusual situations. But I would say they're going to have a very high percentage of kids who commit to Oklahoma uh, sticking with that commitment and signing with OU. So 
Um, again, it, it you know what it does? It drives the fan base crazy because they have to wait, 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 wait. You think of what Georgia has. Didn't Georgia have a kid flip, flip from Georgia to uh, Auburn yesterday? Pretty good kid. Who, Demarcus Riddick, yeah, five-star linebacker. Flipped. Auburn? Hmm. It feels like there's – if you think about schools who cheat – does Auburn come up near the top of the list when you just think of schools that you figure there's kind of a black cloud hanging over their program? Are you referring to the Cam Newton deal? Well, that and other stuff. It just feels like Auburn's dirty. You know? I may feel more that way about Auburn. Maybe it's a past situation than any other school. Now, in terms of dirty fans, and like LSU's the worst, but in terms of just you feel like, yeah, these people are probably cheating. And look, oh, you know, you got nailed for it in the past. I'm not saying everybody is pure as the driven snow. They aren't. But Auburn has always felt like kind of like the typhoid Mary of college football among programs. Oh, man, this is a fantastic photo that just surfaced on my Twitter li- timeline from the ref's Twitter account. It is a photo from the OU coach's luncheon today. And I'm looking. I'm looking. From left to right, Bill Biedenboe. Ted Roof in the three-man front, mm-hmm. Jeff Lebby, Chris Plank, and Toby Rowland. I love how Ted Roof is sitting directly to the right of a drum set. It's like they're going to wrap up the luncheon, and then Ted Roof and the three-man front are going to play the closing act. Ted Roof and the three-man front are going to be at the uh, Will Winery uh, announcement, right? August 7th. Playing I don't think that's right allowed. Afterward. Yeah, well... That's well. That's There's true. some some compliance. Maybe how about there. the Ted Roof and the Three Man Front cover band? Yeah, yeah there so you go. There you go. That's what we'll do. All right, break time right here. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Colorado coming to the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's happening. Hugh Freeze, hookers and dollar bills, y'all says Patrick. <laughs> wasn't Hugh Freeze? Wasn't he the one who was in bed in the press box and the coaches? box wasn't he coaching from like a hospital bed or something that I have they no rolled idea. him up there i think so let me know i'm right twitter people either i'm right or i'm crazy hopefully i'm i'm hopefully i'm right why not both it probably is a little bit of both involved here all right stay with us coming right back All right, we are back, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Great to have you with us here on this Thursday edition of uh, Steel Man and Thune, right here on the home of Sooner fans. Good to have you along, and uh, once again, we will be at the one and only Riverwind Casino coming up tomorrow. Can't wait to get out, see Justin and the crew out there at Riverwind Casino. Nearly 3,000 electronic games now, a brand new gaming floor, completely redone, looks unbelievable. They have two high-stakes areas, off-track betting. They have an oasis area where it's smoke-free. They've got all the best electronic games. They also have your favorite table games, including a great poker room, new member seven, uh, that situation is really cool because what you need to do is just get yourself a Riverwind wild card. You can earn up to $450 in one day. Win and all those great promotional uh, drawings they have. They have the 60K double play and double winnings promotion coming up Friday night from 7 to 11.30 p.m. And Saturday from 7 to 11.30 p.m. as well. Those are the preliminary drawings where they award two winners 
$400 cash, $400 in bonus play every 30 minutes. And then on Friday and Saturday night, again, you were looking at two grand prize winners just before midnight receiving $1,000 in cash or $1,000 in bonus play and any leftover winnings that weren't claimed during the preliminary drawing. So take part in that. We have concerts coming up this weekend. Josh Turner at the Showplace Theater. Two shows for Gabriel Iglesias, the, commu- the comedian, on the Saturday, July 29th. Josh Turner is a Friday night show. We've got other shows on the way at the Showplace, and we've got one more Beats and Bites show happening with Gary Allen August 26th on the uh, Coop Ale Works Beats and Bites stage out at Riverwind Casino. There's always something to do at Riverwind. Great dining as well. They've got an incredible food court. That was also just just remodeled. You've got big screen TVs. You won't miss the game there. Dining at the food court. It's incredible. Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, the River Buffet, which has the famous steak night on Friday, seafood night on Saturday, great brunch on Sunday. And they also have a world-class hotel right there attached to the casino. So, yes, Riverwind Casino is simply the best. And that's no lie. Okay, what do we have, Parker Thune? People want to talk a lot of recruiting today. Imagine that. From the 405, Steely, can you run down the dates of all those commitments again, please? Well, the ones I have, and you have these probably in your your head, uh, Parker, but you've got Michael Patterson-McDonald, July 31st. Yep. williams Winery now August 7th. Yep. You have uh, Josh Iasosa, August 14th. Is that right? That is correct. The offensive lineman. Uh, You have Caden Durham, August 25th. Now you have David Stone, August 26th. You have Braden Platt. Doesn't look like that's going all his way, though, does it? I would lean Oregon right now on Braden Platt. September 4th for Braden Platt and Nigel Smith, September 8th. That do it for you. One more time. Michael Patterson, McDonald, July 31st. Williams, Winery, August 7th. Uh, Josh Iasosa, the offensive lineman, August 14th. Caden Durham, August 25th. David Stone, August 26th. He set that uh, date earlier this morning. Braden Platt, September 4th. Nigel Smith, September 8th. Is there anybody else that I'm leaving out? No, I don't believe so. Is that it? Right there? Okay, party at the Palace. What is the over and under under you're putting on commitments the Sooners get within, uh, let's say, one week of the party at the Palace? Over under 1.5. Okay. If you get somebody besides Michael Patterson McDonald within a week at the party at the Palace, I think you consider that a win. And the most likely candidate to be that commit would be? Grant Bricks. Nope. I take it back. Brendan Zerbrug. Who is he? I, I, okay. So now, now, now I'm going to revisit. I'm going to revise this. I'm going to say over under 2.5 because I do think Brendan Zerbrug is flipped within days of this visit. So. I would say within a week, the over-under is 2.5. There's an equally compelling case for the over as well as the under. And I think Grant Bricks is probably the most likely one that could swing it. So that is a OU-K-State-Nebraska battle? That's correct. He's at Kansas State today. He'll be at OU tomorrow. He'll be at Nebraska Sunday. And then the decision should be coming shortly thereafter. You know, a name that we we mentioned some, but maybe not enough, and it kind of happened because, you know, for the longest time it was thought that OU wasn't really in on Danny Akoya. And then he came in our studios and said, yeah, I've, I've changed my tune. Oklahoma's back in the mix again. But uh, Danny Akoya, who will be at the party of the Palace, what are we thinking on him? Because we talk about all these great D-line prospects, 
and we sometimes mention his name, but what are we thinking about Danny Okoye in Oklahoma right now? I believe OU leads. The tough part is going to be making that lead stand up. Because Tennessee's involved. Texas is involved. He just came off a visit to Alabama. You're going to have to win a slugfest for Danny Okoye if you want to get his pledge. Did we mention Dominic McKinley? We did not. Do we have a date for Dominic McKinley? That's from the 918. We do not have a date for Dominic McKinley. Not even a ballpark right now, actually. That's completely up in the air. Okay, the power line picture. Who is left? Well, McKinley, Stone, okay. yep. Noineri, right, Nigel Smith, Amosalu, mm-hmm. and Okoye. Those are the four, or the six, excuse me. Percentage chance they fill out the entire photo. 10%. I'll bet you they get four of the six, maybe even five. But all six, that's kind of a pipe dream. Well, if you get four of the six and you get Winarian Stone as part of, that, part of that group, you're still looking at a top five, top six, seven recruiting class, right? Yeah. By the way, Ronnie, Cr- range. Ronnie Crimson just brought it up on the text line. Did you see Jeremy Pruitt got hired as a high school PE teacher in really? the state of Alabama. Alabama. Man. He's wow. – I would not want to face that man's dodgeball team in the citywide tournament because no doubt the best dodgeball players in the city will be bought and paid for with <laughs> Bojangles bags. Yeah, that's why uh, Tennessee got, uh, got in some trouble. That was, a, uh, that was an organization that was bending and breaking the rules. They started to bend the rules, and then they completely broke them. Correct? Well... I actually wouldn't say they bent the rules any more than they ignored a the lot rules. of other schools do. It's just that they were very sloppy about it. Mm-hmm. The schools that do the best jobs of cheating, you would never even suspect that they're cheating because they do such a good job of covering up the paper trail. And obviously the whole cheating conversation is very subjective now in the NIL era where pretty much anything is fair game if you uh, – well, I guess if you portray it a certain way. But back in those days, that was pre-NIL, and that's where Tennessee got into some hot water was because they were literally handing cash to recruits. In bags. In fast food bags. Mm -hmm. Hey, here's your Big Mac. By the way, with those fries large, by the way, there's $1,000 in there, too. Um, Maybe more than that. All right, 405-651-3439. P.E., did you – you had P.E. in high school – Old school PE, man, back in the day. Did you ever climb the rope? I never climbed the rope. I mean, that was old school PE. Really old school. You know, the great day in PE, though, was the day we're going to do dodgeball today. The PA teacher was like super lazy or something. We're just going to play dodgeball, all right? Those were the best days. Those were the best days. And you knew where you were in the pecking order in your high school society because... Usually you're going for the nerd's glasses right off the bat, which was a brutal, horrible thing. It probably tra- traumatized the kid to become a potential serial killer. Does down it the make road, me a bad person if I would always just i I just took out all the girls right off the bat? Did you? Because you don't you don't want to like. Let's say your eyes are diverted somewhere and you get sniped from the backside by a girl. Mm-hmm. That's like the most embarrassing thing that can happen on the dodgeball hey, court, Parker, right? Hey, Parker, you know what? Then you don't hear, like you don't stop hearing about it at the lunch table for the rest of the week. 
And this so, woke society, you know, the ladies are just like the guys. Don't worry about that. Go woke, go broke. So, yeah. And plus, they're all like, if you you got a dodgeball in your hand and you turn to face them and they understand that they're coming at you, like, they cower anyway. We so you don't even have to throw team. it that hard. You we just got to peg them once and then they're out of the way. We didn't play co-ed dodgeball. It was men against men. Or it was, really? It was like the men on one side and the wimps on the other. And it was usually... Just total destruction. And yes, I was on the men's side. But do you think there are probably some of our serial killers from days gone by where the guys in dodgeball that just got pelted right off the bat and decide, you know what, that's it. I'm snapping. We should look into that. But dodgeball, you immediately, you know, like the little kids be going, dodgeball, no. You know. It was going to be a long day for him or a long hour. All right, stay with us. Coming right back, Mike Steely, Parker Thune. This, ladies and gentlemen, is radio at its highest caliber. Alert the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters. Let them know that you've never heard radio done like this. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but please let them know. We're coming right back here on The Ref. All right, we are back. Good to have you with us. Mike Steely, Parker Thune here on the home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Did you say that a certain individual was responding to every tweet that he ever got? A certain individual, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Really? How many predictions were out there for like months and months? And it's like, oh, my God, I finally decided, you know, I can't take it anymore. Can't take it. I can't take it. I just couldn't take it anymore. Every day, oh, my just talked to a guy down at the janitorial service in the Pac-12. I'm like, please shut up. Please. Never seen. I mean, we've got people who need attention these days, and then we have people who really need attention. In all caps. So, anyway, 405-651-3439. You look like you want to say something, but you're <laughs> unsure. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like, first off, the Twitter activity last night was absolutely comical. Absolutely comical. Big beta male energy. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if people actually care about realignment news and actually want legit intel, they're going to pay attention to what folks like Pete Thamel and Brett McMurphy are saying. They're not going to pay attention to the musings of some obscure media personality in Hicktown, Oklahoma. Well, here's what you do, though. To a certain extent, you find a niche, and then you just, you know, maybe you have a little bit of insight, maybe, and I put maybe in quotes, and then the other thing is you just lie about it, and there are enough people (laughs) that buy it, particularly outside of the state parameters. I'm like, you guys are buying this stuff? Are you kidding me? So I remember way back in the day, not naming names, but somebody said, go look at this guy's followers. And I'm like, why? Because 90% of them are Arabic. The, the <laughs> writing is Arabic, you know, the text. 
Like, oh, really? Okay, well, all right. Which gets like 20 interactions on each tweet, too. So it's like, okay, clearly all these people that are supposedly followers Look, of his are not real humans. If it's that important to you, if it makes you happy, okay, okay, whatever. But I just don't like the, you know, the, I don't like shysters. See, <laughs> so falling into the shyster category. I don't know for sure. I mean, I've never really, but it's just, I finally, I'm like, golly. First of all, it was like 60% of my timeline until I decided enough. It's like the other day, I blocked everybody who really tweets mainly political stuff. I blocked them all. Or there are a couple people that I still like that they, we just have, you know, too much of their political tweets, and I muted them. I didn't want to block them. But that way, I don't know what Elon's going to do, but for the most part, my timeline is not nearly as creepy as it uh, used to do. I just got a text from a buddy of mine. Hey, Todd, what's up? Yes. You are correct, sir. You are correct, sir. But just I just don't like um, people like, yeah, just talk to a source. And so it's like, dude, you didn't talk to anybody at all. What we need to do is get a polygraph hooked up. And then whenever a tweet is BS, it, it won't be allowed. Patrick says, George Costanza, it's only a lie if you think it's a lie. <laughs> well, that's right. You saw what uh, the Fuhrer did back in the day, the lie if you keep telling it, enough people will believe it. From the 405, me and my buds in high school would bag on that guy so hard. That was 20 years ago. I can't believe he's still around. Look, I don't want to get, you know, I don't like, really and truly I don't like it, but when you just see so much on the timeline that uh, I'm like, finally, like, dude. The Oklahoma media scene. I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it anymore. The Oklahoma media scene is surprisingly full of people who never actually show their faces in real life at sporting events or elsewhere and act like they have intel. Like Maybe in some cases they do. I don't know. The issue is if nobody actually knows who you are, if nobody actually has seen your face with their own two eyes, how do you expect anybody to trust you? And those 1990s slideshow video deals, it's like, oh, my gosh, dude, that was like... The Ken Burns. It was like America <laughs> Online days, man. Jeez. It was like Bob Knight pops up out of frame, and then it's like, oh my gosh. I remember seeing those, and that was like, man, did you see the slideshow I did on AOL? It's unbelievable. <laughs> okay. All right, 405-651-3439. You need some oil for that mic stand or I know. Jeez. That's it's pretty much the, the sound my knee makes all the time when I get up out of the chair or out of bed. You tried swimming? Swimming. The last time I went swimming, I was, hey, dude, I was in great. I just called you, dude. Hey, a long time ago in a galaxy, really not so far away. Norman, uh, Oklahoma. When I was really trying to impress Shay and I was in really good shape, I, would, I decided I was going to go to the Y and swim on my way back. And I was working out. I was in good shape. Oh, no, this, really, isn't, this isn't another tidy whities incident, No, is it? this wasn't this. But the freaking seniors were in there. It was like the co- pool and cocoon. I know you never saw a cocoon. But I was trying to swim, and these seniors – who couldn't see and didn't care kicking around in their flippers they'd be like kicking me in the head all the time and everything and i decided that's it so i went to the y and i said uh i need to cancel because it was the seniors in there they can't see number one they've got these flippers on and they were just swimming around kicking away 
And I got kicked in the head three or four times by, you know, Wilford Brimley and his crew. And I finally decided that's it. A listener in the 405 says, y'all talking about John Hoover or Dean Blevins? Neither, dear friend. No. Neither. You will never hear me say a bad word about John Hoover, who was my first boss in the industry. I'm he getting, is the salt of the earth. I'm, and for, No, I love John, too. And I like Dean a lot. Dean is, you know, Dean has helped me out a lot. I like Dean. Steel was getting beat up by the geriatrics. I was. Yes, I was. But in Hoob's great. I love Hoob. So... I'm getting a bunch of texts from people who know exactly who it is, and they're saying, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Finally had to block the guy or whatever. Ronnie Crimson said, those seniors need to go see Dr. Bellardo. That's right, Ronnie. Thank you. That's the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Ronnie, five-star on the text line. You know, we have basically pretty much at least half five-stars, and then the others are high four-stars. We can only have 35 five-stars, Steely. So no, the pickings are kind of slim. Than, we got more than that. Mike, you are that senior. I wasn't then, though, Chris, but I, yes, August 18th, I officially go over the hill, 60. So, Realtor Chris, yes. But back then, I was like 50, what was I? Would have been 2000, and I was probably 49 or so, but I was in good shape, and I was trying, you know, I'm I'm not lying. There is no embellishment here. The seniors just thought they owed the pool, and they would jump. You would get a lane, and I'd be swimming in that lane, and then the, uh, and then the uh, seniors would jump in there, and boom, you know, just start kicking and going crazy. Sooner, <laughs> uh, Steven says, "Surprise! You didn't see any floating baby Ruths at the YMCA." There it is. One of the great scenes in cinematic history. What is that from? I don't even Caddyshack. know. Caddyshack. Oh, Caddyshack. I still haven't seen Caddyshack. You, sir, I am going to give you a list of movies that you need to watch. Another listener in the 405 said, I wonder if that guy has some sources on in and out coming to OKC. <laughs> yeah. You see, look, if you can find a niche and lie about stuff and people believe it and that's what you want to do, you know, then more power to you. There are a lot. There, there's some people I look at. I'm like, this guy is an absolute idiot. Yet he's got like 300,000 followers, and it's just complete BS tweets, you know, left and right. But there are enough people out there, gullible people. You can do it. Okay, let's come back. One more award-winning segment, hopefully. Uh, Parker, what do you want to talk about next segment? You pick the topic. Really, I pick the topic. Yes. Oh, boy, I'm going to have to noodle on this one. Okay, let's do it during the break. Keep it here on the rep. The career of Johnny Cash is what we're going to talk about here in the final segment. Dang straight. Yeah, hey, that's fine with me. No, I was actually thinking we should talk about politics. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. I got a text messages from two buddies of mine that work at different radio stations that are in complete agreement. We were laughing. Okay, good. So, really good guys, too. So, Really good, guys. Glad to know we can all unify over at least one thing. That's right. Unity. Keep hope alive. Keep the shysters down. You should put out a mock, like, 1989, like, slideshow video on your Twitter (laughs) with out-of-focus pictures and all this. You should do that. Just see if anybody gets it. I really don't like calling people out. I really don't. But some of it, it's just got so ridiculous. I'm like, golly. 
all right, this is just way too much. From the 918 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, this listener says, I know what Parker's topic will be. DJ Hicks, a case study, what it says about society in general, and the tenets of socioeconomic pressures in relation to overall trends in societal discourse. Was I right? No, not particularly. Hmm. I figured, you know what? People have been popping off on the text line all day. We'll just hit the text line all in the right. final segment. Yeah. Talk about what the people want to talk about. That's right. Captain Willard says, there's another radio station? <laughs> well, see, that's a five-star text it from is. Captain Willard. All that right. is loyalty. By the way, all right, so after, August, let's say, August 27th, because you have Michael Patterson McDonald the 31st, Williams Winery August 7th, uh, you have Josiah Sosa August 14th, Caden Durham August 25th, David Stone August 26th. Where will the Sooners stand in the national recruiting rankings on August 27th? I don't believe they will quite have cracked the top five, but they'll be knocking on the door. They will be knocking on the door. So you're saying they're not getting both Winnery and Stone? No. Okay. That's, did, did I say that? If did they I get both of those that? guys, wouldn't they be in well, the t- – Well, I didn't do the math. And obviously the calculus will change because other programs will get commitments too. Yeah. Not just Oklahoma. But I don't think it's just those two that are going to be able to vault to Oklahoma yeah. into the national top five, but they'll get them close. Right. They'll get them close. So would the outlier in that uh, group of five right there, even though they, you know, they're not going to be playing group of five, you know, Michael Patterson McDonald, Williams Winery, uh, Josh Iasosa, Caden Durham, David Stone, the, the outlier there, the one that maybe might – would be the most questionable would be Caden Durham? Yeah, I would say so. Just because you got Taylor Tatum, you got Xavier Robinson. If Caden Durham wants to go to LSU, you can't really fault him for that, right? You understand, oh, yeah, you, you understand yeah, why. Yeah, you can fault him. Definitely I would fault him. Enemy of the state, you don't go play for freaking LSU and they're spitting fans, <laughs> bunch of Cajun hillbillies. So, yes, there would be fault there. Oh, Gary from Couch Cafeteria says, Topic. Will Parker stop by couch for breakfast in the fall? Yes, Gary. I will be there. You can count on this. When's the first 11 a.m. kick? Well, week one, Arkansas State. I will be there. Maybe not week one. Kind of depends on my schedule. But I will stop at Couch Cafeteria for breakfast sometime this fall. I can promise you that. Jesse in Iowa says, when Winery commits and all these people become Parker fans again. Can we call them Thune Buggy fans? See, we could have called the uh, the White Buffalo Thune, the Thune Buggy, too, that, I guess. Mm, major missed opportunity there. Yeah. That can be the next car. It sounds a little wimpier than the, it uh, does the sound Great White Buffalo, wimpy. though. Yeah. It does sound kind of wimpy, which I'm okay with. Like, I don't care about the stigma. Mm-hmm. If it's catchy, I'll roll with it. I'm secure in my masculinity. I can wear the color lavender confidently. Yeah, I remember that battle. I remember that battle. It happens. But uh, anyway, no, Ronnie, that's not the one. That's not, uh, Ronnie, that's not the one. From I don't the, know if you're talking about the shyster we're talking about. That's not the one, though, we're referencing. A listener in the 918 says, Parker, do you think we finished with the best wide receiver class in 2025? Man, I, it's too early. I think it's too early to say definitively one way or another. What I do know is that if Oklahoma clears the class that I expect them to at the wide receiver position, then yeah, they're going to be there. 
they're going to be very squarely in that conversation amongst the best wide receiver class in the nation. Okay, I just got another one. Another. Let's hear it. That guy has followed and unfollowed me so many times, it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's never followed and unfollowed me, which is know. kind of shocking. Yeah. Ronnie Crimson says, couch breakfast, do you enjoy food poisoning? Listen, no couch cafeteria slander, Ronnie. The couch cafeteria made us all men. Heck, the couch cafeteria is what weaned me off of soda back in the day. I was like, it's too accessible. I can't keep drinking soda. Otherwise, I'm going to drink it every single day at every single meal. So I went cold turkey. The couch cafeteria changed my life. And it can change yours, too. There you go. I will pass out tracts, Gary. Biscuits and gravy sounds really good. Right now? Yeah. Like at 2 in the afternoon? Some biscuits and gravy? Yeah. Sounds good. Spoken like a true Oklahoman. Maybe I should run by uh, the Cracker Barrel and hang out with my peeps there at the Cracker Barrel. We're all the same age. Have ourselves a party with the Cracker Barrel, man. All right. want to thank... Dr. Bellardo, the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center of Oklahoma. Also want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino. We will see you tomorrow at Riverwind. Josh Turner in concert Friday night. Gabriel Iglesias, two comedy shows Saturday. Locked in up next.